This is the Pittsburgh Beautiful Podcast, bonus episode part two. In part one, Dave Moyo, our sports writer of Moyo's Musings, and I talked about the trade deadline and what the Pirates did not do, and whether or not the Pirates have actually sunk the ship this year and a couple years in the future. In this episode, which is a continuation of that, we move on to Steelers training camp and a little bit about fan loyalty and who you're allowed to root for and who you're not allowed to root for. We'll get right into that now. Pittsburgh Beautiful, the podcast, bonus edition, part two. Okay, so training camp, uh, it's been a, it's been about a week now. Right. And um, you had some things to say about that. There's some standouts in, in camp you feel that, that should be given a, a little bit of a harder look. Yeah, I think uh, – you know, the name Benny Snell has come up over and over again. And, um, you know, when he was at Kentucky, you could see that he wasn't the fastest guy. He, he didn't have this electrifying breakaway speed. He doesn't have these moves in the hole that make you, you know, remember what Barry Sanders was like. He's not going to remind you of any of those guys, but he looks like a pro football player. He looks like a guy who can physically handle um, the professional game. And man, does he have a nose for the end zone. Uh, it's like his job was to score touchdowns at Kentucky. So I like his mentality. I just like the fact that the, the guy loves being a football player and has seemed to have shown up early in camp and said, hi, I'm Benny Snell and I'm for real. And I like players like that. I, and this is the first year in – I was telling this to Aaron tonight who despises football – but she entertained me for 30 seconds so I could tell her that um, this is the first year in five or six years where I'm actually really excited to see the Steelers. I want to see how they respond, hopefully with a chip on their shoulder, um, with this, you think we're going to suck because we lost these two pieces, but we're going to show you. And I'm hoping that fuels um, a different look at, on the team this year, sort of maybe a more urgent look. I think one of the things about the Steelers, this knock on them that they lose to bad teams, which is very true. Um, I think part of that is just the urgency to, to step on those teams' necks and then, you know, urinate in their ear as you hear the neck cracking. And I think they, they don't have that killer instinct all the time. And I'm hoping that there's more of a willingness to just pulverize a team sometimes and, and really beat a bad team badly and almost embarrass them um, just to, to set the standard for a, a sort of a new identity with the Steelers. We talked about identity with the Pirates and we don't know what it is. I'm hoping the Steelers establish a new, you know, we're going to show you Kind well, of attitude. I, I can tell you one thing that I've just noticed, and that is that there is a level of anger yeah. right now when it comes to the Steelers. And you sound almost <laughs> almost angry because it's it's and, and you know what? I think there I mean, obviously there's differences in the organization. So I think that there's there's definitely a frustration on the yeah. part of the Steelers. And you know what? Losing uh, a couple, and I don't consider it losing, winning by tossing aside the two egotistical yeah. uh, jerk-offs or jag-offs, right. as we would say in Pittsburgh, right. <laughs> uh, that that were on that team. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that can change things. And um, 
you know, do they have the necessarily have the talent that those two players brought to the table? Mm, well, for right now, you could say no. Right. But that's only because they overshadowed anybody else. And now these people have an opportunity to step up like Juju. He has an opportunity. Right. I was having a discussion with my son and we'll get to that a little bit later. But, you know, he said, I think Juju's going to be great. And I said, well, we're going to find out this year. Yeah. And what I think what you hope for is that the sum of the parts uh, outweighs the two, the two pieces that you lost. And, and honestly, last year, if you look at the running statistics and the receiving statistics out of the backfield, they are – um, very comparable to everything that Le'Veon Bell did when he was here. Uh, they did not fall off. Um, they, they didn't have this dramatic, like, uh, the Steelers can't run the ball anymore. That They were a pretty good running team at times last year. And, you know, it's up to James Conner now to prove that he can do this for 16 games, that he can stay healthy, that he can be productive, and more than anything, that he shows up against good teams. Good defenses shut him down last year. And I think that's Connor's next step in his progression. Is a, he, he was voted like the 62nd best player in the NFL. I totally disagree with that. I don't think he is because I think the best players really do their best work against the better teams. And he fell off the cliff against the better teams. So for the Steelers to be a legitimate contender, uh, I think that Connor needs to take that next step as a running back who you can trust against good teams to produce and not just get shut down like he did last year. And then for the receiving core, you hope that the new additions come in and with Juju, with Vance McDonald, with Connor out of the backfield and other pieces that the sum of the whole just outweighs, you know, what they lost uh, and offsets that. And I don't see any reason why it can't. Um, It's just, you know, will these players rise to the occasion now and do it? So it's early, but you've, you've mentioned that Benny Snell yeah. has, has stood out as a running back. Yeah. And do you see him? I mean, of course he's got to make the team, right? But if, if it's any indication early on, it looks like he's got a pretty good shot. Yeah. So is he somebody that could spell Connor or is he somebody that could take his job? Yeah. Well, I think, Initially, he's somebody that spells Connor. Right. Um, you know, his lack of speed concerns me a bit. Um, you know, you've got to be strong and physical in the NFL, but you've got to be fast, too, at the running back position. And, you know, I, as a whole, their running back core really isn't fast. Jalen Samuels isn't fast. And, you know, when I say this, if I race Jalen Samuels, he'd be 100 yards ahead of me in two seconds. But at the same time, if he's running other NFL running backs, he's probably going to lose. Um, so and Connor's not a very fast runner. So, you know, you've got a different kind of running back core there, but um, I do think that Snell's going to have the opportunity to open some eyes. And I think it's Samuels that really kind of needs to look over his shoulder at Benny Snell, because I think that's kind of the slot that Snell might, might fit a little better. Um, Samuels might have a few more pass catching skills. Obviously he has a season under his belt of NFL experience and who knows once the lights go on and, and it's real and Snell's looking across at the Super Bowl champions and, you know, he's soiling his pants cause he's about to get his first NFL carry. And right. um, who knows that, 
I guess we'll find out then, but it's just exciting to have some, some players that you don't know too much about, but you think this guy might, might be good. Like we, we might have something here. Um, I'm real interested to see Vance McDonald this year. I'm real interested Mm -hmm. to see how the line functions without um, Munchak coaching them. And will they still, you know, retain everything he sort of instilled and and dominate Um, will, um, uh, filer the, the right tackle will he be able to handle um that you know full-time duty as the starter can on the defensive side of the ball you know can Devin Bush step in and really be a true quarterback as a rookie of a, an entire defensive unit while playing uh, a superior middle linebacker which they desperately need can the secondary get better um can anybody cover um you know, you know my misgivings on even Joe Hayden. Who? What do you, well, what do you think about Hayden and the fact that they're talking about a contract and, extension? You know, fine, go ahead, but don't overspend. Don't overspend. I, I think he's going to cost too much. Personally, I think he's getting older. I think he's a very average defender who looks much better because he plays in a bad secondary. So I think he's the best of a bad bunch. So he sort of stands out. But when you do break down his stats, um. He's just really an average cornerback. He's really average. Um, but, you know, I guess what you hope for is um, maybe his game gets better if others in the secondary can help him a little bit and do their jobs a little better. Maybe Hayden begins to stand out a little more. Um, you know, can Stefan it earn his money? I think he's like the second or third highest paid defender. And, and you know, again, he's pretty much average when you some brilliant moments in games where you almost can't believe the play he made. And then he just disappears for 40 or 50 plays. And um, you need more consistency out of him. And of course, you know, I think it, uh, so much of this is why are they relying so much on Bud Dupree? And why didn't they address that? And do they really think this guy just all of the sudden is going to become a good outside linebacker. I, I just happen to think that's the worst name in the world for a linebacker it's on the Steelers anyway. Really so yeah. yeah. And I'm a big yeah. name guy. Yeah. You know, if he sounds like he's going to be a ferocious linebacker, yeah. he's probably going to be a ferocious linebacker. Yeah, that's Kevin true. Green. Yeah. Right. You know? He was going to eat somebody yeah. alive. His name. Yeah. Alone. Greg Lloyd. Yeah. Greg Lloyd. Yeah. yeah. What just, a monster yeah. that guy was. <laughs> oh, you the all time. Yeah. James Harris. And of course. You're, you're James Harris. I mean, yeah. Jack. Lambert. Yeah, I mean that's a linebacker you know, the, name. All that's the, way. the that's the yeah. standard bearer yeah. right there. And yeah. um, Bud right. Dupree, yeah. he sounds like uh, something out of a Neil Simon. Uh, yeah, like he should be. Yeah. I don't know, tending bar. Yeah, <laughs> bartender Bud Dupree. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. like a character in a, right. in a screenplay. Yeah, like he should he should have taken over. Uh, on on the love boat for Isaac or whatever. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. But yeah. this is Bud. He's taken over for yeah. Isaac. Yeah. All right. So I you know, I think the really the bottom line this year, for me anyway, for this for the Steelers training camp and why uh I I feel refreshed, it's obvious. It's not a soap opera. Right. You know, the last few years, yeah. it's been a soap opera. Ridiculous. Is Le'Veon yeah. Bell going to show up? Right. Is Antonio Brown going to throw a temper tantrum? Right. You know, who's going to wet their pants right. next? Right. You know, let's play some football. Yeah. And I think the most disappointing thing is that the Steelers organization, uh, you know, the consistency in the front office mm-hmm. and ownership and the way that they do things um, has worked so well yeah. that they, they just garner respect. Yeah. 
And now all of a sudden, you know, I mean, they've had their moments, of yeah. course, but now all of a sudden you have these two players who come into a system who, who knew who Antonio Brown was when he was drafted. Right. Nobody. 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 Okay. His college coach barely knew. Right. Him. Right. Yeah. So, you know, they bring these guys in, they bring them up in the system. They, they, sh they, they develop them. Yeah. Really? I mean, where do you learn? You know, you, yeah. you, you get coached up as right. Spurrier would say, and, and they become superstars yeah. and then they turn around and they basically piss all over the organization yeah. and the fans right. and everybody else. And the Steelers do what they should have done yeah. and they jettison them. It's right. okay. Goodbye. Yeah. You know, but if I was, and I'm not, uh, you know, if I was Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell, I'd be singing praises. I'd be saying, you know what, if it wasn't for the, if it wasn't for the organization that, yeah. that drafted me, if it wasn't for the coaching that I got there, I would have never learned these skills so quickly. Yeah. And I would never have the ability to make the kind of money I'm making. Right. I had a great run there. I, yeah. I love the people. I love the place. Sayonara. Now, of course, with Bell or with, uh, well, with either one of them, Bell yeah. or Brown, had they had that attitude, they'd probably still be Steelers. Right. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you know, you get what you, you get what you wish for, man. Yeah. I mean, you are not going to win a Super Bowl in Oakland no. and you know, goodbye. Yeah. You know, and, I mean, you will never, you will, first of all, you will not be, now I'm going on a little rant here. You will not be in the hall of fame. I don't care. I mean, it did Ant has Antonio Brown put up hall of fame numbers so far. Yeah, he has. Okay. But it, that stops now. It okay. most likely does. Yeah. yeah. So good luck making yeah. it. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. Right. Le'Veon Bell, forget about it. Right. You don't go to the Jets and, right. and, and succeed. Well, according to him, they they got a lot of great pieces there that we don't know about. Yeah. We're going to well, find out. Yeah. Yeah. In his wonderful apology to fantasy football owners. Yeah. That's who he, and you're talking about showing gratitude towards an organization. The classiest thing Le'Veon Bell could have done was say, I want to apologize to the Pittsburgh Steelers, to my teammates for letting them down last year, because that's what he did Yeah, for lying to them, which is what he did. No, I want to apologize to fantasy football owners for, you know, who trusted me to play and they wasted their money. <laughs> that's who he apologized to. Their hard-earned to. $150. What a jerk yeah. stick. Yeah. What I a know. stupid jerk stick. So it's not a soap opera this year. And I think that's, it's, it's a, it's a fresh start. Um, unfortunately it's a little bit of a nervous, fresh start, yeah. but you know, that's, you know, welcome to the rest of the NFL. Oh, I know. You know, yeah, unless, yeah. unless you're the Patriots right. who basically have nobody on their team, yeah. but, but you know, find Tom a way Brady and it. they're yeah. going to win something this year. Right. So this leads me to, uh, I was my, uh, I have a 10 year old son and he obviously was born and raised here in Pittsburgh. Right. And we went out to, um, we went out to a very, very fine restaurant last night. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called McDonald's. Oh, and, uh, wait, we, we got the, uh, there are a couple of them. Yes. Yeah. This isn't like a standalone. No, I think there's two, maybe more. Two or in three the Pittsburgh I've area. seen. Yeah. 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 And, uh, we, we got the, uh, the chicken nuggets and, Whoa. uh, the sweet and sour sauce and we shared a basket <sighs> it of served fries. on a bed of pilaf. Yeah. No, <laughs> it was served on a plastic tray. Oh yeah. yeah. They <laughs> do do that there. That's right. That's their Yeah. It's a new, signature. it's a new thing. It's a, yeah. it's a somewhat clean plastic tray with a sheet <laughs> of paper on it. Yep. Yep. Although they are delivering to your table now. Oh, yes. Well, but they seem angry up. about it. They seem very <laughs> angry sure about it. They are. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. that ruins somebody's <laughs> social media. Life. Oh, it does. It does. 
So anyway, so he, he, of course, he wants to have a very complicated conversation with me and says, so dad, what do you think about the NFL this year? And so we had a little bit of a discussion and, and he says to me, dad, I think the Cleveland Browns are going to be a great team. I think Cleveland's going to be incredible. No. And and, um, so I said to him, so where are you getting this from? And he said, well, you know, last, you know, a couple of years ago, they had this quarterback that wasn't that great. You know, this is a 10 year old talking and they had Jarvis Landry and he's great. And now they have Odell Beckham and they have Mm -hmm. Baker Mayfield. And I just really like the Browns. My favorite teams are the Browns, the Steelers and the Redskins. And I said, okay, so let's, let's have a little discussion here about loyalty. Yeah. All right. Yeah. This, this is where your parenting skills are on the line. They're tested. Yeah. Because absolutely. Your, your offspring has said out loud, I like the Browns. (laughs) So now as a parent, you're questioning everything. You're like, what have I done? Where's this kid's moral compass? How did it go wrong? Where in the world did this go wrong? And how do I reprogram this wayward child? Yeah. Well, it's, it's kind of like, um, you know, here we are in the, we're only in the second quarter here. Yeah. Okay. So he's still, if it was my 13 year old or, or, you know, 22 year old, I, 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 we're now we're in the fourth quarter and yeah. it's time to throw a hail mary. Right, right, right. Okay, it's time so, to maybe right. Just we're in the second them. quarter yeah. here. We're gonna we're gonna get you straightened out. Okay. So yeah, I'm he's not, ten. Yeah. We, we have a shot. I mean, obviously, you know, you make mistakes when you're young. That's yes. what being young is yeah. all about. And it's okay. And this, granted, this is a huge mistake, but still, let's give the kid some slack. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's what I did. Uh, that's what I did. So. You know, I, I not growing up in Pittsburgh, I grew up and my father was born in BC. Now his family was from Pittsburgh. So I kind of grew up a Redskins fan. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm not ashamed of that, although these days I really should be very ashamed. Yeah, of that. but in the eighties, you know, the Redskins uh, were phenomenal. Yeah, we were good. The we Joe were good. Gibbs years were legendary. Well, we had an owner and a coach. Yeah. <laughs> you know, True. so yeah. But this isn't about the Redskins. So I my my second favorite team was always the Steelers. And now living here for these years, I would put them on on even keel because I have that loyalty to the Redskins. Yeah, but I, I enjoy watching the Steelers and they win and the city's yeah. an exciting place and all of the stuff that we're we're familiar with. So I got that part of it. So what I said to him was, you know, Cannon, it's okay if you don't like the Redskins. You don't have to like the Redskins because daddy was a Redskins fan. Right. You know, I did mention something about making him walk home. Yeah. Yeah. You, you have to throw those threats out there. If just so they know you really serious. chose that. Right. Yeah. And he kind of laughed at me, which told me that, you know, I have absolutely no clout. Right. He obviously didn't yeah. think it was real. Even though <laughs> yeah. It, it was very was. real. <laughs> but, but I said, but you know, so that's, that's okay. You don't have to say that because of me. Okay. But are you really a Steelers fan? Well, yeah, dad, I live in Pittsburgh. I'm a Steelers fan. I said, okay, so we, there's a couple things we have to straighten out here. First, you're a Steelers fan. So basically what that means is that you're a Steelers fan. Yeah. That's number one. Right. Second, number two, and this is actually probably more important because this will save your life. Yeah. You must never, I don't care how you feel inside. Yeah. In your heart or in your head. Right. But you must never express openly to anyone within 150 miles of the city, unless you're actually in Cleveland itself. Right. Because I think the only real brand Browns fans are the ones that live in the city limits. They should be. You're right. That's the way it should be. <laughs> Imagine being a voluntary Cleveland Browns fan. 
Yeah. Well, I'm trying to prevent that from right. happening. Right. That's you know? exactly. So, so I said, you can never express that. If you go to school and you tell your friends yeah. that you like the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, you're in trouble. Yeah. When yeah. you come home, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm going to have no yeah, sympathy right. for you. There's nothing I can do for yeah, you. Crutches or not. It doesn't right. matter. You're right. And, yeah. And he said, well, you know, I guess I, 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 I think they have a really good quarterback, Baker Mayfield. And I said, you know what? There's a difference. There's the difference right there. And that's yeah. what inexperience. Yes. Right. Right. This is where his naivety comes. Yes. In. Right. Yes. So I said, you can like Baker Mayfield as a person. Yeah. But as a football player yeah. and a member of the Cleveland Browns, right. I would, I would stay away from that. Yeah. I would yeah, absolutely root for him. Absolutely. So basically that's a whole big, huge, long yeah. Kind of funny, unnecessary mm-hmm. introduction to, do you think the Browns have a shot at winning their division this year? Um, outside. I think it's slim. And I, I think it hinges on whether or not Mayfield emerges as an elite quarterback, which if he does, you know, elite quarterbacks make such a huge difference in this. It's a quarterback driven league. So if Mayfield can take that step, which I'm not convinced he can, part of that's based on his rookie season, which was okay. He played really good against some really bad teams and really bad against some really good teams, which goes to my point about James Conner. So can Mayfield step up now and against good defenses, good teams, can he light them up? And if he can't, well, you're good. You added Odell Beckham. What's he doing for you? You got Baker Mayfield throwing you the football now. And again, again, Mayfield may turn out to be very, very good. Um, he's trending to be, but there have been a lot of quarterbacks that looked like, oh, this this one's coming up. This one's going to be good. This one's going to be good, and then poof, they're yeah. gone. Well, I I think that if you're if you're Baker Mayfield, well, if you're any quarterback that has any level of superior skill, which yeah. it, it looks like he's got the he's got the tools. Yeah, they've put the right pieces in place. Yeah, when you have Jarvis Landry who's arguably one of the better receivers possession receiver yeah, yeah. half the time right. and average the other half the time yeah. but then you throw a guy like Odell Beckham on the other yeah, side he's a special talent he's a special talent yeah. so is one of those guys going to be open every play yeah most likely yeah. so now it's on you to get the ball to them yeah. so now we're going to see what kind of talent you have in actually throwing the ball yeah. to a spot you know cuz those guys are going to hit the spot no doubt and you've got Nick Chubb, who was really good as a rookie. And then after game eight, um, even though he probably shouldn't even be in society, let alone the NFL, you've got Kareem Hunt coming back. Right. Um, and you know, say what you want about him, he's an excellent player. So yeah, they have some good offensive pieces. Um, you know, one of the things you got to consider though with the Browns is their defense ranked it somewhere in the 20s, 23rd, 24th last year. The Steelers were 15th, and their defense was, I thought it was bad last year. I thought they blew a lot of games defensively because they couldn't cover, because they they couldn't come up with a stop when they needed it. They allowed San Diego back into a game, or L.A. back into a game they had no right. business being right. in. Um, you know, allowed Denver to win a football game that they should have never won. So defensively, can the Browns go from 23rd or 24th to 9th or 10th sooner than the Steelers can go from 15th to 9th or 10th? 
which is where I think those teams need to be to be legitimate AFC contenders. The Steelers appear to be closer when you look at that. Um, but the Browns have added these sort of dynamic splash pieces and uh, everybody's in love with them now. We'll hear more after a short break. It surprises me that the Steelers defense was 15. Um, I think you can win a championship with a 15th ranked. Sure. Yeah. I think teams have done that. And, you know, conversely teams have won championships with offenses in the bottom third of the league Yeah, because their defense was so superior. I mean, the Ravens of 2000 2000. and that, you know, Trent Dilfer was their quarterback. Trent Dilfer is a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. It's funny. The, it the really laugh is, is appropriate. Actually, it's you funny. know, the, the Super Bowl winning quarterback was of that year was actually Ray Lewis. Yeah. He yeah. was the quarterback right. of that team. Or whoever yeah. the Kerry Collins, was he the quarterback yeah, of the for Giants? The Giants yeah. yeah. He won the Super Bowl yeah. for the Ravens. Yeah, for the yeah, that's true. By yeah. being <laughs> the Giants quarterback. He was the Ravens' best player in that game. Right. Yeah. So, well, you know, I straightened my son out. I think Good. he understands. You know, that you cannot be, you can't be a Steelers fan and have any sort of warm feelings for no anybody who's in a Browns uniform, anybody who's in a no. Ravens uniform, yeah. anybody who's in a Patriots uniform. No. Look, I do know. fantasy football. Yeah. I will never, never, ever draft a Cleveland Browns player. It will never, ever mm. happen. That's to my detriment one. sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I will not. Well, ever put myself in a position where I even for a second think, please let this Brown do well. <laughs> well, you really haven't had to worry about that in the last few years. Yeah, true, <laughs> anyway, true, but, but when someday somebody else can have Beckham, somebody yeah, else can have Mayfield and yeah. Chubb and whoever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I, I said that for many, many years as a fantasy football uh, aficionado, but I, you know, I did give in to my hmm desire and my greed but you have to be explain your son a little bit you have to separate you have to separate the game business and it's uh, the business end of the game there are two (laughs) two sports franchises that i will never ever ever have a second of sympathy for a second of hope for a second of oh they're not that bad they suck every year no matter how good they are how bad they are the cleveland browns and the Philadelphia Flyers, who could <laughs> fall off the face of the earth for all I care. Um, those two organizations will never have a second of sim- uh, sympathy out of me, ever. All right. And you you heard it. You heard. You know what I think we should do? If you're still listening to the podcast, you can leave us a message or you can email, uh, you can email us at pittsburghbeautiful at gmail.com. I think maybe we should do a little fantasy football stuff this year. Yeah. That's not a bad, that's not a bad idea. Maybe like, uh, some picks, yeah. some, some weekly picks. Yeah. Solicit kind of some questions. We'll, yeah. we'll break it down and we could ruin your fantasy right. football season yeah. for you. So then I mean, you I have could. someone to blame. Right. So you because, can blame us. Yeah. Because what guys do is got, you know, what guys are like when they screw something up, somebody else had to screw it up. I've never made a mistake in my no, life. No, right. We're Actually, not accountable. Not I made a lot of mistakes. Yeah, me but. too. I'm a mistake machine. But, <laughs> um, you know, when it comes to something like fantasy football, well, this guy got hurt or, yeah. you know, I I thought about picking this guy, but this jerk picked him in front of me. You know, that's the classic one. Oh, I was going to pick Devontae Adams, but 
Joe Schmuck picked him in front of me. Last year, last year for our fantasy football draft, uh, my partner and I had, uh, Mark and I had, I think it was the fourth pick. Yeah. Yeah, it was the fourth or fifth pick. And, and of course, that's like, you know, it, when you have the first pick, that's bad. It yeah. really is. Yeah. Which we have the first pick this year, and I'm yeah. disappointed. Yeah, because you got to wait after your first pick. Well, number one. And number two, it's like, you know, are you going to pick a bust yeah, right. or a boom? Right. Like you, you would think, okay, Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Right. Are we going to take him? Right. Sure. It's his sophomore year. He's not going to hit a sophomore slump. No. Uh, invariably. Of course. Every yeah, time. Tears ACL. So you're going to love this. <laughs> We're, we have the fourth or fifth pick, and it's like, okay, we will Le'Veon Bell is holding out, mm-hmm. Antonio Brown, mm-hmm. he'll never fall to number four, right. you know, and I'm out on the porch uh, smoking a cigar and talking, and I don't even know what I'm doing. I don't even know the draft is started, right. you yeah. know, I've already stuffed my face with 5,000 right. calories, you know, I'm in a coma, right. and all of a sudden the door flies open. And Mark comes running out really excited. And he goes, we got Antonio Brown. He's oh, still there. Yeah. And I think we won two games. The yeah. Whole year. Yeah. Right. It's, it, it happens. You know, it's, um, it's very difficult one to prognosticate a player's performance year by year, but then just knowing the right mix every week too. And, and then when somebody gets hurt, who, who am I plugging in? Is his backup any good? Is there another replacement out there? And, um, you, you've got to pay attention to it if you're going to do it. And, um, depending on the, the amount of money you're wagering, I think that sort of dictates how much time you spend, or you're just one of these ultra competitive nutballs who needs to, you know, tell everybody at work how good you are at fantasy football, which will never be me. Yeah. <laughs> Cause right. I suck at it. <laughs> yeah. And, and trust me, my teams, I've had some very good teams in the past and, won my league's championship a few times and I've had some horrible teams last year. Um, I looked strong and then faded hard and it was right in line with Kareem Hunt being released because I had him and I was a solid player every week and he, he goes and, you know, does what he did. And that was it for my fantasy team. It just pretty much. And Aaron Rodgers also sort of fell off the yeah. He was the a cliff bad last pick. year. Yeah. He was a bad pick. I don't so, even remember who our quarterback was. Yeah. I, I I can't remember. I do remember one year uh, I was a genius mm-hmm. and I picked David Carr because I oh thought, yeah, oh, good smart pick. Year. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, year before. Right. I'm always I'm good for one or two of those yeah, every well. year, and I'm very convincing. When yeah, yeah, we somehow mm-hmm. we end up with it. Your boy in uh, Oakland will find out how good David Carr is this year. Oh, yeah. Screaming at him in week three to throw him the ball every possession. Yeah. (laughs) So good luck with that. All right. Well, you know, if you're interested in in having some fantasy football fun, you can hit us up on the podcast. Uh, Maybe what we'll do is we'll just uh, make fun of our our team every week. That's easy. Yeah. I'm an easy target when it comes to stuff like this. Okay. Because here's the thing. Um, You know, I'm an elitist and I'm – sort of narcissistic but at the same time you can tell me i suck and i, I can take it. you can you like can, i'm you really thick that. skinned i'm okay with dude your team sucks and i'm like you know what it really does yeah <laughs> i'm okay with that so all right all right well thanks for being here again and, yep. and i'm sure we'll catch up with you as as camp uh as camp progresses indeed Well, that's all for now. I want to thank Dave Moyo for being part of the podcast again. I also want to thank Dave for writing Moyo's musings for us. He's always an interesting conversation. And as I've said many times before on the podcast, he is probably the biggest sports fan 
on the planet, hands down, no doubt. So I'm sure we'll have more as Steelers camp continues and through the season. As always, you can find us on pittsburghbeautiful.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram as Pittsburgh Beautiful. You can find us on LinkedIn as Pittsburgh Beautiful. You can find us on Twitter as Pittsburgh Butte. And we're new on TikTok as well, throwing up some videos there. If you have any questions or comments, email me or Dave at pittsburghbeautiful at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Stay real. Pittsburgh Beautiful Podcast is produced by me, Chris Klein, the founder of Pittsburgh Beautiful. The opinions of our guests are not necessarily the opinions of Pittsburgh Beautiful and are their own opinions. All of our guests have been invited to be on the podcast and are not paid for their appearance. Thanks for listening to the Pittsburgh Beautiful Podcast. Stay real.